Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about the energy industry from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to an Alpha podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer at Alpha Energy, and I'm going to be joined by my colleague, Nick Fedson, Sustainability Analyst and expert on all things environmental. Uh, Good morning to you, Nick. Morning, Jeremy. Nice to speak with you again. Well, today we're going to be discussing uh, SECA, uh, Streamlined Energy Carbon Reporting, um, an acronym we're all getting a little bit more familiar with. Some might imagine this is a sort of successor to the former carbon reduction commitment, but I understand, Nick, it's rather more complicated and and more wide-ranging than that. Yeah, this is a good point to start off on. So Streamlined Energy and Carbon Reporting, SECA, began on the 1st of April 2019, and um, we're doing this podcast podcast in April 2020 because uh, we've just ended the first year, uh, the first financial year where companies will be uh, preparing reports that will be SECR compliant. But uh, what ended a day before SECR started in, in April 2019 was the CRC. So it's common for people to say that SECR is some sort of replacement or successor to the CRC. And I think this is a misconception that uh, would be useful to get out of the way straight away. Um, SECR serves a very different purpose to the CRC. Um, The CRC fundamentally was a taxation framework, and that's not what SECR is. In fact, uh, you might even say that the CRC sort of lives on in spirit uh, in in terms of the tax revenue it was supposed to generate in the increased uh, climate change levy rates that we saw uh, starting in April 2019. So the reporting component of of the CRC, if you like, has been carried over into SECR. But SECR serves uh, a number of different purposes uh, than the CRC. It brings in more energy streams than the CRC did, and it's embedded in uh, business practice in a different way uh, to the CRC. I mean, for example, the Environment Agency regulated the CRC and, and there were sort of quite detailed uh, audits of CRC compliance. This hasn't been announced just yet for SECR. Uh, SECR is uh, at present going to be unaudited. It's going to be components of annual accounts published on Companies House, which while companies' finances uh, typically get audited every year, uh, environmental reporting sections uh, won't be audited. Uh, just yet. So while SECR, you know, has has come in as soon as the CRC has been repealed, uh, I think it's important to note that the two pieces of legislation uh, serve very different purposes. I think that's a very important point. From what you're saying, it sounds like this isn't just a technical process, although there is a technical process involved, uh, and, and not therefore just something for energy uh, energy managers or environmental uh, staff to concern themselves. This is, this is board level stuff, isn't it? Putting something in the public domain, you know, along with your annual accounts. This is a this is a big cultural change for a number of businesses, I guess. Yeah. So maybe actually it would help to to say what what SECA really is. So. SECR requires qualifying companies to report energy and carbon in their annual accounts. And typically, this is going to mean electricity, gas and transport for uh, unlisted companies in the UK. And it's going to mean uh, global scope one and two emissions for quoted companies. And alongside this energy and carbon information, 
SECA reports need to include uh, what's called an intensity metric, which is used to characterize or contextualize the emissions of a business using uh, some other you know, metric for that business. If it's, if it's a retailer, that might be a million pounds of turnover. Uh, if it's a manufacturer, it might be thousands of widgets produced, let's say. This information, it's presented in, in annual accounts every year. And what this means really is that energy and carbon footprinting is being brought into the uh, annual accounts preparation that businesses are traditionally used to doing with their finances. So I think the, the important takeaway for, for SECR is that it, at the end of the day is a broadening of the definition of transparency uh, for businesses. Accounts published on, on companies' house contain financial information traditionally. And that's used by prospective investors or customers as information with which to to judge a, a company that they potentially might want to do business with. But the the bringing in of, of sustainability data with energy and carbon um, is giving these potential investors or, or customers new information that they can use to evaluate uh, companies along green selection criteria. So it's potentially quite powerful new information which is in the public domain that companies now have to disclose on a yearly basis in the same way that they do their financial information. That's really interesting. But of course, prior to uh, disclosing this and and revealing it and and all the transparency we hope are going to follow, presumably, I mean, there's going to be a lot of work here uh, potentially for for some companies to to collate the data, to analyse it and prepare it in the right form. Is this the sort of data companies would have a handle on anyway at the moment? Is it the sort of thing that, uh, you know, looking to the sort of uh, clients that we have at Alpha, is this the sort of thing that people are processing themselves? Do they require external uh, assistance with this? How how does it work in practice? Uh, This is is quite a good question because SECR is a set of guidelines that are quite broad in scope, and uh, it includes, a, for things like quoted companies, uh, a, a, a not a fixed list by any means of energy streams that need to be uh, reported uh, and then have you know, their emissions reported, er, reported on as well. So there, I think there's two points of comparison to make here with uh, this question. If you look back to the CRC, yes, that was a yearly reporting uh, framework, but it only required uh, grid energy to be reported. So businesses could look to their energy suppliers uh, that had a good grasp of the data that they needed to report, uh, you know, for them, you know, with with electricity and gas, you get your kilowatt hours from your energy supplier directly, and then it's trivial to, to, to work out the carbon associated with that. Now, in contrast, uh, you can look to something like ESOS, which is another very broad, well, not a reporting framework, let's say, but another very broad piece of legislation that requires companies to get a hold of data uh, for their their organizations. But that only happens once every four years. So it's it's understandable that, you know, a, a business would once every four years call in a consultancy to say, help us get a hold uh, of our energy data so that we can uh, report our, our energy usage for ESOS. And it's understandable that a consultancy would be brought in because, again, it's it's a process that only happens every four years. But with SECR, there's a, a fairly broad uh, reporting framework that you know doesn't have a, a fixed list of energy streams that need to be reported on that's happening yearly now. And 
uh, where where there's potentially energy streams being brought in. The the, the case that the, the example I would give is is transport data, where it's not always obvious how to model uh, energy and carbon from whatever data you hold about the kind of transportation activities that you're doing. Where what really needs to happen now is that businesses need to embed within themselves uh, these environmental uh, footprinting processes. And uh, that's really supported. Well, that can be supported by by consultancies. But what we really recommend is that uh, organizations put in place energy and carbon data management software so that they can uh, lower their overheads as much as possible when they're, you know, lower the overhead costs of producing and maintaining these uh, these carbon footprints. Because uh, it's it's now it's a yearly ongoing process. This this needs to be embedded within business practice. I think that's an incredibly important point. It's it's part of the way of doing business uh, for the future, and having a data management system that can cope with it and handle, you know, the quite wide scope of data you've talked about seems to me to be important. But one thing that that occurred to me: the auditing for this. How is this done? Is it, do companies make use of external auditors? How is this stuff verified before it gets um, in, uh, you know, into accounts and put in the public domain? Is it part of the uh, the same process for annual accounts, or is it is it more complicated than that? So I, I touched on this uh, just right at the start, but it would be important to just um, go, go into a couple more things. When companies publish their financial data, that typically gets audited uh, every single year for, for most companies. Now, uh, the Department for Business Energy and Industrial Strategy has stated that uh, SECA reports that the environmental reporting uh, sections of uh, annual accounts that are submitted every year are exempt from audit. That's not to say that in the future, environmental information won't be getting audited, but at present, there's no need for external auditing of uh, environmental information uh, before it gets published on Companies House. That being said, this information is going into the public domain and companies have an interest in making sure that they are reporting energy and carbon figures that make sense in the context of the organization and particularly kind of follow the same boundaries as the financial information uh, that's being reported. Because, well, because this information is in the public domain, anyone with an internet connection and access to company's house could be an auditor uh, if, if they wanted to be. They, they, they're able to go in and, and evaluate that information. So companies should still be focused on uh, you know, making high quality disclosures. Exactly. And I would imagine their investors would expect that, whether it was a, a formal legal requirement at the moment or not. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, you've given us an awful lot of food for thought there. But just one sort of concluding message. Uh, what would it be if you wanted one takeaway message to businesses uh, listening to this about SECA and, and the points they should should uh, uh, have embedded in their mind? What, what would it be? So I think uh, it would really just be a summary of everything that we've spoken about now. SECR is a new paradigm for annual reporting that's getting introduced to businesses. Companies need to view environmental information uh, in the same way that they do their financials, that these are, uh, these are new streams that are, well, they're getting mainstreamed alongside uh, financial information every year. And companies need to wake up and, and, and get used to this because the disclosure of sustainability data is going to become as important or, or it's going to become important alongside in the same way that financial uh, disclosures are uh, on a yearly basis. So, you know, wake up to it. Uh, there's one final thing that I'd like to add, given the relevance of the 
current coronavirus uh, pandemic. Um, and this is uh, information that companies might be familiar with already, but companies have been granted three-month extensions on their deadlines for publishing annual accounts. That's not to say that they're, they're granted them automatically, rather they, they need to apply for them. So there's, there's a three-month extension on uh, the deadlines for filing annual accounts this year. Uh, any organizations that have just gone through a financial year during which they'll have needed to collect energy and carbon data for SECURT, that's not all uh, companies that have just finished their financial years, it's only uh, those who've finished their first financial year starting after the 1st of April 2019, you know, will have had to do SECUR. And if they choose to apply for that three-month exemption on their annual financial accounts, obviously uh, SECUR is included in that three-month extension. Uh, we've had some questions about this from some of our clients, but that's not to say that, you know, they can... Uh, they can sit back and and forget about it for another three months because it's a new process and there's a lot of data collect uh, data to collect and uh, things to get used to. Well, that's an extremely useful summary, Nick. Thank you so much for that. I have a feeling we will will be returning to this subject in, in due course. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, if you'd like any further information from Alpha Energy or to look at our reports, have a look at our website alphaenergygroup.com forward slash UK. And we hope you join us again for a podcast soon.